Good morning. I'm Sana, and you're listening to Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. Every Monday morning, I'm joined by experts from across the country who are investigating our most pressing social issues and common curiosities. Over the next hour, you'll learn about their inspirations, motivations, and of course, what they know about the world around us. So go ahead and grab that cup of coffee and get ready for a fun and insightful conversation. Earlier this year, a Gallup poll found that only 38% of Americans say they are happy. Now, Gallup has been asking Americans how they are feeling about different aspects of life and policy issues for the last two decades. In 2020, before the pandemic began, 48% of Americans said they were satisfied. In 2021, 41% of Americans said they were happy. And again, earlier this year, it was just 38%. Now, for the past five decades, the General Social Survey has also been asking Americans whether, you know, all things considered, if they're very happy, pretty happy, or not too happy. Now, the percentage who said they're very happy has always outnumbered the percentage who said that they were not too happy in every single poll taken before the pandemic. However, since the start of the pandemic, that number who report being not too happy has overtaken the number who say they're very happy. So that's two different surveys looking at a cross-section of Americans, and the results are that Americans are not that happy. So what can we do to talk more about personal happiness? Today, I'm joined by Michelle Piggies. Michelle is a certified life coach specializing in happiness and fulfillment. She works one-on-one with women to help them find happiness and joy by guiding them through a journey of self discovery to a purpose-filled life. Michelle is also the host of Real Talk with Michelle, the podcast about purpose. I absolutely love that description. And she is the author of Soul Searching, a guidebook for finding yourself. I already know this is about to be an amazing conversation. And obviously from, from those poll statistics, I just shared and a very important one. So welcome, Michelle Vicky. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I am honored to be here. I'm so excited. Yes, yes. Well, you know, I am a big fan of yours. I love Real Talk with Michelle, the podcast about purpose. I absolutely love that name of the show uh, because I think so many people are looking for their purpose or trying to fulfill their purpose. Exactly. I I agree. Um, That kind of just came to me one day. I know, you know, working in radio, just how sometimes you throw a tag out and you're like, wow, that's actually what this is. That works. (laughs) Yes, yes. So and I, I I start there because I think that podcast and that tagline, it really encapsulates everything that you're doing as far as you living in your purpose, but also helping others really think through their purpose as well. I agree. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Working um, within like finding my purpose is really just been a journey and it's kind of led me to the work that I ended up doing now, which is um, coaching. Yes, yes. So let's talk about this coaching because you're specialized in happiness and fulfillment. And, you know, when I found that data that I kind of opened today's show with, I was really shocked 
that only 38% of Americans say they're happy, according to the Gallup poll. And that was just data from earlier this year. And we can see that it's trending downwards um, from 48%, you know, before the pandemic, saying that they're very that they're happy to now 38%. And of course, we can see with so many things that are happening, so many changes that are uh, policy changes. Uh, thinking about a recession, you know, a lot of things that are impacting us in very real ways. I could imagine that this would, you know, would continue to trend downward. And so I wanted you to come on this show to talk about some of the work you do, because in on Let's Grab Coffee, I like to think about both the broader systemic changes that we can contribute to, hopefully for positive impact, as well as individual choices. Because I do think it's a you know an interplay between both. Um, and so I wanted you to kind of help us think through, you know, like why are we so unhappy? And then we can talk about you know what we can do to change that. Yes. Um, to start, I like to talk about how I even got into the work. So for me, um, between, let's just say 2017 to 2020, I went through um, big, big life changes. Um, I experienced the death of a parent. Right after that, I went through a divorce. I lost some really close friends that just, you know, we just faltered off from each other. Um, I had a pretty unhealthy lifestyle. I also own a business and I felt out of place in that business. So I had, and then, you know, to top that off, the pandemic came like a global pandemic. So it forced, um, I think myself and everybody else inside with ourselves to <laughs> think about things, to assess our lives and see. And I think I've always been really big on asking myself the big questions, the whys, the why, why is this going on? Why is this happening to me? Um, which you'll learn later is for you, <laughs> but <laughs> figuring out why these things are happening to me and, you know, with going through therapy and everything, I was still able to see my therapist. It just started to, um, what, they call it like tarot a tower moment everything's falling so you can figure out like the things that you need to get together in your life and it kind of pushed me towards looking into coaching and it just became like a real interest to me i wanted to understand why we can't identify with being happy or having joy because that's just that's a basic thing you would think and for some reason it's avoid it's not most people don't identify with being happy mm, yes okay i want to get back to that in a second but first i want to go back to kind of how you were mentioning you were in 2017 having just a lot of kind of maybe personal disruptions in your life a lot of maybe destabilizing events kind of happening around the same time period so maybe even a little bit of overwhelm with kind of everything is changing right like what do i do next and then you know, you can't run away from it like a lot of us normally would um, run away in, you know, <laughs> healthy or unhealthy. Right, <laughs> right. Avoidant ways. Right. But instead, like you said, 2020 comes around and, you know, all of us are forced to be with ourselves <laughs> or be with the people in our household. <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> that definitely <laughs> happened with a lot of people. <laughs> so 
So you can't run away or you can't kind of fill your time or your mind with other distractions. But like you said, you're really just there with yourself, you know, reviewing all of your life choices. <laughs> exactly. Like it was it was tough because, I mean, I had one person that could visit me and that was my partner at the time but he also you know he has a child so he was not able to kind of be there all the time and we had to be really safe with that but i was alone a lot and that was something that i had not done in a really long time i i really filled my space up with people who were some good for me, some bad for me, just to avoid answering those questions of why am I not happy? Because I felt, I felt really, and I think a lot of us did during that time, a lot of despair about life situations that you learn later you have all the control over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, again, such a common experience because we're all went through and are still going through this pandemic. So I'm sure for listeners, it's like, yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Like that was me or that it still is me. And I think we can see that too through, you know, so many of these situations that we see like on these viral videos where people are like flipping out at really minor inconveniences, um, you know, setting aside some of um the, the more tragic instances, but, you know, where people are kind of flipping out, you know, on an airplane or at a restaurant. And I think it is indicative of like, there's stuff happening, but we don't know how to deal with it. Or there are avoidance techniques aren't working. Everything is changing. We're dissatisfied or, you know, unhappy or feeling despair, like you mentioned, but people don't know what to do with those feelings. Right. And when when I was starting to look into just um, things that were personal happiness factors so I can start to break down what exactly was going on with me and what parts of myself needed some attention. Mm -hmm. And um, the basic like factors for happiness are your familiar relationships with your family, uh, social relationships with your friends or partner. Um, your career, um, personal income, your health, and your emotional state. And for me, all of those things were out of balance. So if you have one of those things or more of those things out of balance, typically you would not identify as um, being happy or, or feeling joy because something is imbalanced. And um I, I was like this for me, I was like, this makes so much sense because I feel like if, if, if these things are well-rounded or we know how to deal with them, then we can, we can start to address and work on getting ourselves to a joyful state. Mm, yeah. I mean, as you were listing those, you know, family relationships, social relationships, career, income, health, and your emotional state, you know, I'm sure for listeners as well, you're kind of thinking in your mind, like some, some automatically you maybe felt some happy feelings, even as you were listing that, or maybe felt some, a little bit of feelings of, um, despair or confusion, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that too is just a, a good way to gauge like is something off? Because sometimes just the mention of a topic or area in your life, you know, like 
I don't want to talk about that, right? Um, (laughs) Yes, again, that avoidance. And I think it's important, you know, thank you so much for listing these different kind of contributors to happiness because there's not just one thing, right, that is our source of happiness, nor should it be. Um, And you mentioned this word kind of like balance or, you know, I even think about like harmony as well um, and thinking Mm -hmm. through like if there's something kind of, off in one area it often is spilling over to other areas yes and and I agree with that so that's when when uh like when I was saying I looked at that and I was like this makes so much sense because you know in my family we lost the patriarch so it was an imbalance and you know everybody's dealing with that in a different way so it strained some of the family relationships And then, like I said, I mentioned losing some very close friendships and trying to work through like, what was that even about? So um, career feeling I needed a change and to keep things because I'm I'm very much so believe in if 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 it doesn't start to feel right with you then like you have to move on from it. And I know a lot of people um, when I'm in the work and doing the coaching don't believe that they can make these changes. So a lot of it is trying to convince people that you don't have to keep uh, familiar relationships if they don't work for you. If, you know, your job is stressing you out, like you can, you can look for alternatives to um, your work situation. It might mean that um, your lifestyle might have to change because people aren't, you know, they don't want to change their lifestyle or, you know, if you're feeling sluggish and bad and you don't like, you know, your appearance that you can change that. And so a lot of it is trying to um, give clients the understanding that you you control your life and that you can absolutely like move on for the things that aren't serving you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, I think, as you mentioned, that's a big challenge for all of us is change, right? And believing, not even making the change, but actually the step before that, believing that we can, right? Yeah. And not feeling that we're locked into whatever life we currently have, but that we do have some control over, you know, over certain things, right? Um, again, some broader structural things we may not be able to impact as immediately, right? Right. But within our own kind of sphere of influence, we do have, you know, a lot of agency or a lot of ability to kind of influence and change what's happening around us um, Mm -hmm. and through us. Yes, I agree. Um, And I sometimes like the main thing is like the boundaries. I think like a lot of people just like um, in the work too, like I notice a lot of people just do not have any kind of like boundaries set up for themselves um, in order to start to enact like change. So it, like you said, at the base level, it's changing those small things first, which will be like taking time for yourself, you know, which means you might have to tell family that like, hey, I'm not cooking dinner tonight, like just little small things so that you can make time for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I find that a lot of people just do not. And I am a reformed person with no boundaries. (laughs) So like, I know exactly where they're coming from when it's like, I cannot make these changes because of all these other obligations outside of themselves. 
Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot of really convincing people to put themselves first so that this work can actually work. Mm. I think, you know, that's a big barrier of people putting themselves first. And especially I know you that you specialize with working with women and culturally as women, we are often raised and socialized into putting others first. And that it's a big part of how oftentimes women see themselves like if I'm not putting others first, then that means I'm less than, right? That I'm not fulfilling my duty, um, maybe as a wife or a woman or a daughter or you know sister, whatever the case may be. So it gets complicated or we complicate it when we bring in these external expectations. I agree with that so much. <laughs> I was just speaking to someone about that. And I used, uh, I was really like that before I took my own kind of health journey into my own hands, I was married and I thought that that was what I was supposed to do all the time. Take care of the house, make sure this person has things to eat. And then one day, like a light bulb went off in my head and I'm like, he never misses a workout. He is always going to go like, I don't care if it's before we have something to do. And like me, I'm like, oh, well, we only have like two hours before we're supposed to be at this place. He's like, well, it's only going to take me 30 minutes to do what I need to do. And I'm like, why don't I do that? Like, why don't I take this same agency for myself and say, I'm going to go do this, um, fend for yourself for dinner like you're capable this is an adult like this person is capable of taking care of themselves as well so i had to start doing that Mm -hmm. so and that's when i noticed the biggest change so it was like okay this there's something to this (laughs) yeah you know it made me think sometimes we are um taking care of people who never asked for us to take care of them um or making sacrifices that someone never asked us to sacrifice, but yet we feel for whatever, for a lot of different reasons, right? That this is what we're supposed to do, or this is what we should do as a good partner or whatever. Uh, But at the same time, we are negatively impacting our own happiness because we're building resentment because we're overextending ourselves for someone or in a way that they never even asked for. Um, And so, and, and we're like, well, why don't you appreciate this? Or, you know, I haven't, you know, I've neglected my workout in order to do xyz for you but they never asked that's what he said too he said i like that's fine he was like i never i didn't know that that was what you were doing i thought that you just wanted to cook at that time i'm like what all this time (laughs) (laughs) but you know you're right it did build up um that resentment and that's basically like one of the things that can prevent happiness too it's like you're you're putting unrealistic expectations on yourself and others um and i i i put a few down that i did want to talk about um as far as things that prevent us from feeling happiness and one of those is unrealistic expectations comparing ourselves to Mm -hmm. others which is a big one i'm guilty of this sometimes where i have to you know, each one of us is different. We have our own things. I should not compare myself to anyone else. Um, lack of gratitude for the things that you have already. And that's a big one that I try to put into practice on a daily is, you know, 
being happy and grateful for where you are and the things that you have is the biggest way to bring in more of those things. Um, focusing on negative thoughts and just staying in those thought patterns without coming out of them. Mm-hmm. Um, fear is a really big one. And that's, that's yeah. still one that I, I chip away with a little bit every time um, I notice that the root of something is fear. Mm-hmm. Um, no time to relax or be with yourself is another big one that um, I see with my clients. Worrying about what other people think is probably <laughs> the top one <laughs> because mm-hmm. it roots into fear, but it's also what other people think about you is right. what keeps people from doing a lot of things. Um, talking without action, which is something I read on you all the time about um, <laughs> our goals and our things, hyping yes. them up and then never doing anything about them. It's a big way to make yourself feel bad instantly, but you, you tell us the steps to not do that. Um, and then negative self-talk is uh-huh. another one. And in my practice, those are really the ones that I see the most and that we have to figure out how to work through. Mm, yeah. Oh, this is a good list. Okay. We're going to get into this list, but let's take a quick break. This is Let's Grab Coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. I'm Sana, and I'm joined by Michelle Piggies, a certified happiness coach. And we have been talking about some of the different contributors to happiness. And right before the break, Michelle gave us a list of barriers to happiness that she sees with her clients uh, most commonly come up. So I'm just going to name these off as well, because as you were saying them, I was, you know, some different thoughts were coming to my mind as well, (laughs) just thinking through my own life. So barriers to happiness and listeners, let's see which one, you know, lands with you, but um, unrealistic expectations, comparison, lack of gratitude for what you already have, focusing on negative thoughts, fear, no time to relax or just to be with yourself worrying about other people's opinions, um, talking without action, and then finally negative self-talk. You know, I noticed that there are a lot of barriers to happiness, way more than the main contributors to happiness. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So already negativity is like, you know, that negativity can start to grow and grow and grow. And for me, as you are listening, these barriers to happiness, um, I'll let I let everyone know my one of my biggest one is the negative thoughts because I can run away with a negative thought you know what we think about expands and mine are usually those anxious worried what if worst case scenario thoughts that are very much rooted in fear personal fears that I have and before I know it I have created this entire scenario in my mind usually involving other people. So now I'm feeling a type of way about them in real life (laughs) based off of stuff that I just thought about that is not rooted in reality. There is no truth to it. No truth, no truth at all. And so sometimes I do 
Um, I, some, sometimes I'm successful in pulling myself out of that negative thought spiral by saying like, Sana, what, what, is, what of this <laughs> is rooted in reality? Where's your evidence? And yes. I'm like, uh, but see, I think <laughs> when this happened, or when they said this, that it meant that, no, what is rooted in reality? Actual evidence. And I'm like, Oh, so is me. <laughs> yes, we are one in the same in that manner. Um, sometimes when I talk about attachment styles, I definitely have an anxious attachment. And it's really um, a big thing that I'm working through. But I, <laughs> I could create a whole story that is just a mind fabrication, much like you, about something and like you said i'll have an attitude with the person and they're just like what like what happened in that moment but um what you said to work through that is something that i try to do with my clients as well is just this thing happened that triggered something else in you and sometimes if you can get down to what the trigger was if you've kind of been in therapy or if you've like picked out some things that might be triggers to you that happen um figuring out what that trigger was and then again asking yourself did this really happen do i have evidence or facts to this and if not um i you know i try to tell people to kind of self-soothe and like give yourself a minute before you might have reaction to something like that because sometimes we know as the anxious person the reaction comes first and then later we'll be like, sorry, I made that up. <laughs> that was my bad. <laughs> right, exactly. Like my bad after I've caused this great big thing. Now it's like, sorry, yeah, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> that was all me, I apologize. Um, but I do try to tell people like, find out a good way for you to sell Sue. Sometimes, you know, I've advised my partner just to like not if you can feel that that's wretching up just don't you know don't speak to me just say hey we'll talk later when you calm down and then I can kind of sit with myself maybe journal and then figure out that thing and then go ahead and like later on be like all right let's talk about that because this is actually what happened right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know just in that just in your conversation now, I mean, you've already given so many great tips. So, I mean, thinking about asking, you know, like, is this real? Did this really happen? You know, giving yourself time to self-soothe, um, also giving yourself time, alone time and time to reflect, which might also include actually writing stuff down. So journaling. Um, I want to, to take a moment here because you mentioned self-soothing and I think about this a lot because of the anxious, <laughs> anxious attachment and just other things where I'm like, okay, what does Sanaa need right now in this moment? Like, what can I do that will feel really validating for myself or very safe and secure for myself? Um, but I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit more about self-soothing, especially for folks who might be listening and thinking like, what? <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, when I was doing my research on attachment styles, which I also did a podcast episode on Real Talk with Michelle about it, 
um, about attachment styles and relationships. And I did have an anxious attachment style and they suggested self-soothing. So self-soothing is just kind of finding those things because when you're anxious or you kind of have anxiety or things like that, you notice that you can feel your nervous system reaction there, mm -hmm. that you might sweat or, you know, your body gets hot. My belly gets like warm feeling, you know, mm -hmm. I, I call that the, the anger center, you mm -hmm. know, where I'm starting to like retch up to that feeling. So it's kind of like finding ways to relax your nervous system again. And so self-soothing is, it has nothing to do with anybody on the outside of you. It might just be taking, um, taking a moment to yourself to soothe yourself, even just to talk to yourself and say, hey, this is not rooted in reality. This is not a fact. This is not actually happening. You can relax. Like, it's okay. I'm safe. Like, I, you know, I've had to like tell myself those things before. Um, or just, it, it might differ from person to person, but a few that I usually suggest to people um, is journaling, um, saying affirmations to yourself that are calming. Um, I usually can put my like hand over my heart and one on my belly and I breathe a little bit into those, into those places. Um, as well as I've done a puzzle before because sometimes <laughs> I need to come out of like, my heart space into my brain space and use a different like mode of thinking and so it'll kind of like take me out of those moments um as well as like exercise is a great one because every now and then if i can't get myself to like calm down i'm like i have to burn this energy out of me so it's let's go for it let's do this cardio session that <laughs> i've been avoiding so i can you know get some of that energy out to start to relax again so self-soothing is just giving yourself a moment to come back into your body and relax and just mm -hmm. calm your nervous system down I love that. Coming back into the body so you can relax and calming your nervous system down. You know, I have been seeing and rereading this a lot where when we are having these um, kind of negative focus on the negative thoughts or kind of those worst case scenarios that our nervous system is reacting to those thoughts as if they were happening, yeah. that our nervous system and kind of our emotional reaction don't know that this is just a scenario we're playing in our mind, um, but are actually having the reactions as if, you know, whatever it is happened. Yes. Yes. And all that time that we're focusing on worst case scenario or um, just whatever, whatever thing that crazy thing that we thought up in our brain, we could actually be using that time to focus on actual positive things. So mm -hmm. I try to tell people like as much time, like faith is a full-time job. So as much energy as you put into thinking about bad outcomes or negative things, put put that energy into thinking about the things that you actually want to happen. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, our body, it just doesn't know that this this awful thing or um, whatever, whatever thing we've made up, it doesn't know that, um, it doesn't know that that's happening. So um, yeah. you're right about that. Yes, I'm, I'm 
queen of it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But we got it. We got to get out of it. It's obviously, you know, messing with our, our happiness um, for yes. us being, you know, these focusing on negative thoughts. Now, of course, there are a lot of other barriers to happiness, which, you know, we listed um, a lot of these internal reasons as well. And again, just thinking through all the things that are happening in this world, which also, it's a lot about how we're responding to these different changes, which is really what you mentioned, too, even kind of in your own personal journey, where, yes, a lot of things that were very, you know, terrible things or sad things were happening. And we definitely had to give ourselves the time to respond to that. But we can't necessarily live in those feelings um, for the rest of our life. Um, so we do have some opportunity to influence our own happiness as well in making these choices on how we're going to see things and then those actions that we're going to take, because that was also one of those barriers to happen. Happiness that you mentioned. So talking, right, and yeah. thinking about, okay, this is what I'm going to do, or this is where I want to be, but not actually moving forward on those. Exactly. So um, when I'm talking to clients and I'm trying to get them to figure out like, what are our next steps? Like, where do we go from here? Which is part of like that journey of self-discovery. I like to start um, with these three things, which are um, service, meaning and purpose. And in service, it's like, how can we start to help ourselves and how can we start to help others? In a meaning, it's starting to ask ourselves questions like, why are we here? What's important to you? What things have you been wanting to do? What things have you been neglecting? Um, to kind of get to where we can start talking about what is purpose? What's purpose work? And um, in purpose, I like to say also, what are you here to do? And what are your unique contributions that you want to put out into the world? Mm. Um, and I think sometimes when when we talk about purpose, people think automatically that you're supposed to be um, quit your job and be an entrepreneur and like start this business. And I, I like to um, point out to people and be a little realistic that sometimes purpose work is that you have been wanting to paint and you know you've never done that or you've always wanted to play the piano or you want to write music or you know do any of those things and not purpose work does not have to be for pay because mm -hmm. i think sometimes we get caught up in thinking that though like within finding our purpose that we need to make money from it so I like to definitely throw that out there, but um, in what ways can you be in service to others, find meaning within your own life, and then try to find out what things that you've always wanted to do that would make you so happy, whether you made money from it or not. Oh, I love that because so many people now, it's like they have to monetize everything, that everything you do all 24 hours of your day has to produce some sort of financial return. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't at all. <laughs> I'm also thinking about, I saw, um, you know, like this little video on Instagram that was like, a hobby doesn't have to be something that you become a professional at and then that you start to monetize. Um, 
And it was like this example of this woman doing like some gymnastics and she was like, you know, not great at it by objective standards and her own standards, but she enjoyed it, right? Like she really enjoyed doing these like gymnastics type stuff. And I'm like, yes, everything doesn't even have to be like, I'm going to do this so that I can improve and improve and improve and become, you know, an amateur or professional at it. (laughs) Exactly. Like we are allowed to experience the things that we like to do. And in those things ultimately like bring more happiness to you, just taking those little bits of time to do things that you like to do. Mm -hmm. Um, And like not too long ago, like I just was writing, writing down the street in my new neighborhood and I saw a swing set and I was like, well, there's no kids over here, so it won't be creepy or anything, but I'm going to go get on this swing set and like swung on the swing set for probably 30 minutes, had a blast. And that was, that was me like giving my inner child just like something again to be like, Hey, we don't have to be so serious all the time. Like we can do those little things that we enjoy doing even when we were a kid again. And I felt like that was so good for my soul that day. Yes. You know, even as you're talking about this, you know, I'm like smiling because I'm thinking about like being on the playground and just swinging or, you know, trying to make your way across the monkey bars or whatever it is. Like that's just fun. It's just to do right it's just being in the moment which is what I hear you saying a lot even with the self-soothing part like bringing yourself back into the present moment Um, and when we play whether it is on a playground or just something else it is bringing us back into that present moment and so I love what you said that we are allowed to experience the things we like to do Uh, And I think that might be a message for someone, right? That we're like, that's okay. You're allowed to do experience the things you like, not the things that you have to work at, not the things that will bring you money, not the thing, right? But just the things you like. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And I always, it's, that's like one of the beginning questions when I start working with um, women is what, things have you been wanting to do that you just neglect that you know will really bring you just a little sliver of happiness in a day and like you said culturally women just do not think that they have time to devote to themselves so i really try to make my clients start at least one thing we do start with creating a self-hygienic routine which is just you know waking up at a time where you have time to spend with yourself because i noticed that a lot of women do not have moments in like the beginning of the day before they start to deal with other people which i think a lot of times it's really hard for people to break my joy because i spend so much time with myself in the mornings before i get started so i've built up those those spiritual kind of tools within myself to deal with those other things throughout the day Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um i definitely try to get women to start to make a routine that they spend with themselves before starting the day. And then as well as pointing out things that one thing that they can do for themselves in a day that does not benefit anyone else but them. Mm, Yeah. You know, as you were talking, it was making me think about something that I'm 
really big on now, which is building self-trust. So build like trusting your own self. And we do that by acknowledging and responding to our needs. And I always break it down as simple as like, oh, you know, when you're hungry, do you get yourself something to eat? Um, when you're thirsty, do you get yourself something to drink? Because that is a small way that we build trust with ourselves. that we tell ourselves to ourselves, I will take care of you. You're hungry. Let me get a snack, at least, even if it's not a full meal or you're thirsty, let me get you some water. Um, and it builds because then when there are bigger moments where we have to trust ourselves to make a decision or trust ourselves to enact a boundary, we've already told ourselves you're safe within your own self, right? Um, in these smaller ways and it builds. Absolutely. That was a wonderful way to put that and kind of just break it down in a, in a, it just in a, in a, in the small way of just saying like you meet your own needs. So you know what you need. So when people come to me, that's why I put it that way. Like I'm just guiding you through the journey because you already know what you need, which might be things that need to be taken away, things that need to be added. The, the body energy is already there for that. Like you already know what you want to be doing. You already know the things that need to be cut from your life. And I just like to be that person that can help you kind of push through that. And like you said, just give you the tools because some people have never said no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's like one of the first things my mother ever taught me was just like you don't have to do anything you don't want to do and it was just this basic one where I, it made me have to kind of be like oh this is a lot because my sister and my brother had kids and I did not but I was young enough to keep their kids so instead of <laughs> like you can't just leave your child with me just because I'm a teenager and I'm at home so my mother was like made them start to ask me if I wanted to keep their kids. And sometimes I was like, no, and I had nothing to do, but it was a flex. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love, you know, shout out to your mom for empowering you to be able to do that, right? And teaching you that lesson um, that you could then apply. But I think it goes back to what you said, like we're allowed to experience the things we like to do. Like, I don't want to watch your kids. I don't want to watch my nieces and nephews, even though like, you know, <laughs> I don't have anything to do, but not having anything to do is something I like. And yes. I should really enjoy that. <laughs> I just want to like sit here in my room. Like I would just eat sunflower seeds and watch baseball. That was literally all I was doing, but it was like, not this weekend guys. Sorry. I have plans to do nothing. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. All right. Well, let's take another break. You're listening to let's grab coffee on WYXR 91.7 FM. You're here on WYXR 91.7 FM, and you're listening to Let's Grab Coffee. I'm Sanaa, and I'm here with Michelle Piggies. She is a certified life coach specializing in happiness and fulfillment, and we have been talking about some of the main contributors to happiness, and we've also been talking about some of the barriers to happiness as well, and, you know, I'm sure all of us have been thinking about maybe some ways well, maybe we haven't been thinking about ways to be happier, but we probably identified the ways that we're not happy. That is for sure. So Michelle, something you said um, 
you know, when we first started talking that really stuck out to me and I wanted to come back to, which is you said this question, you know, why, um, why aren't we able to identify with being happy or having joy? And I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit more about that, because sometimes I find that some people feel like they're not supposed to be happy, like they're not allowed to be happy. Um, and I'm wondering kind of if that's something you kind of handle with your clients or that you, you know, seeing come up in working with people where it's like they maybe don't feel like happiness is available to them, like they're not supposed to be happy or like they can't be happy because they're always thinking about if I enjoy the happiness, then something bad is going to happen. Happen. All of those things. Okay. <laughs> they all apply. And it comes down to the the question of why don't you believe that you can be happy? Because I've had people ask me before, like, why are you so happy all the time? And I'm like, why aren't you? And because that's the bigger question. Because, you know, and even using the word happy is uncomfortable to people, mm -hmm. where it's just like, well, I don't think, you know, happy can exist. And I'm like, each one of us has our own idea of what happiness is. It's a question that I started to ask on the end of the podcast, like, what is your idea of happiness? And, you know, something that you're grateful for. And it's really, it's one of those mystifying moments where it always gets quiet. <laughs> and people really have to think, what, what, what is happiness? So I ask each one of my clients to even define that for themselves. Because if you're coming in to work with me, I have my own idea about what it is, and it typically goes back to those factors where I try to figure out what part of these things maybe not be in balance for me. So when they start to tell me their idea of happiness or lack thereof, it can always usually go back to the family relationship, the social relationships, career, income, health, and their own emotional state. Um, yeah, but <laughs> you know, what, what I feel like is usually off balance when it comes to happiness is a person's own emotional state, you mm -hmm. know, cause sometimes we, we can, we can say like, I'm not looking for a man right now. So like that relationship part can kind of go out the window career. You're okay with it, you know, but when it comes down to it, it's, it's an emotional state and trying to figure out like the balance there. That's usually where we start. Cause I feel like our emotional center affects everything else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because all of it is very much interconnected. Exactly. Yes. Now, I know we talked a lot about some of the barriers to happiness. Um, I'm wondering if you could share maybe something that maybe really helps people in their happiness, or maybe if it's a certain practice that might um, start people as they're kind of on their happiness journey. Yes. Um like I said, I really, really, really believe in how we start the day is how we end the day. So when I think about practices that go with that, it's typically, like I said, waking up on time, making sure that you eat properly. Um, I like to do, I do a lot of journaling because I, I am, I live in my head sometimes. So getting <laughs> those thoughts out of there can usually get me centered again to where I can start to feel 
you know, like, okay, I'm ready. I can go on, take on the day. I also do um, like a little light meditation. So I suggest that to my clients as well. And meditation does not have to look like sitting with your eyes closed. <laughs> and, you know, that's hard for me too. So it, for me, I do um, like moving meditation, even it's just like light stretching, things like that. Um, but I, I really do tell my clients and I notice the biggest change in them when they have started the morning doing things that they like to do. Those are just suggestions for me, for somebody else that might be waking up and spending an hour, like getting to play a video game that you never get to play or anything like that. So it's really just getting into like that center of what really, what do I really, really enjoy and how can I put that into I always say the beginning of the day and even the ending of the day, if that's easier for you because you have kids, other things you have to take care of in the beginning, like taking that time in the evening to also have a routine just for you, no one else, filled with the things that you like to do. And I've noticed that when we start to enact that and I talk to them about it, like, hey, how's your routine going, your morning or your night routine? That they're like, oh my God, I feel so good. Or these things changed. I went to work. I had a more positive outlook. You know, I've started to look for different jobs. Or, you know, just because <laughs> people don't sometimes realize you can you can look, no one sees you, you know, <laughs> for another job, you know, send out an application, go on an interview, stay fresh, you know. Um, I noticed that they start to deal with those um those barriers to it a whole lot differently once they started to in uh do do some of the things that they want to do yeah um i love that idea of like giving a little to yourself before you start giving to everybody else yeah. um it just made me think about you know like you can't pour from an empty cup you can't pour from a full cup, right? You need to be overflowing. Um, so what is it that fills you up? So I love that idea. Um, I know we're getting close to the end of our time together. So I do have a couple more questions for you. But before I ask you, I wanted to make sure um, or see if there's anything that you just definitely wanted to share with the listeners that we haven't covered already. I think that's it. Um, I really just would talk about um, New Vibe Coaching on its own, which is the name of my uh, coaching company. It's New Vibe Coaching. And there are different sessions that you can book with me. I like to start with a discovery call. And then there's some other um, offerings that have one-on-one one -on -one sessions as well as multiple one-on-one -on -one sessions where we can kind of go through some of the things to help you get closer to happiness. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, just talking with you today, you know, I feel like you've shared so much already that I know that having a one-on-one -on -one would just be like open up so many more opportunities in so many different ways of really, you know, considering and giving that introspection and evaluation to kind of where you are now um, and coming up with a great plan on how to move forward. So I love that. Um, and that was New Vibe Coaching, correct? Yes. And New it's vibe at um, www.newvibecoaching.com and it will show all of the offerings there. 
Okay, awesome. Well, let's let's end our time together in the same way that you end your time um, on Real Talk with Michelle, the podcast about purpose. All right, Michelle, what is your idea of happiness? Man, okay, so this is great for me. I'm a chatter, so I have no problem answering this question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for me, it really is for my life to be in harmony. Like right now, I have like all the things that I asked for. And a big part of that is that I've been grateful for every point on like my whole journey. But it really is to have like a peaceful home. My work environment is really peaceful. Like I curated all these little places around me and my happiness for me is just, I fought for this tooth and nail is peace, like just peace. And I feel it in my life so much more now. And just happiness for me is just having all those things be really balanced and then having the tools that when those things are a little bit out of balance that I know how to always come back home to home center and check Mm -hmm. in with myself and then deal with things outside of me accordingly and yeah (laughs) (laughs) I love that I love that and what are you grateful for today I'm always grateful for community and just how, how things like just come full circle. Like I've seen you around before and I'm just, you know, like we're just kind of coming into each other's little microcosm. And I'm always, um, I'm just always grateful to have community and space where I feel safe to share, where people feel safe to share with me. Um, and just these opportunities that come with being vulnerable mm. and being willing to share and push out of comfort zones. So I'm always I'm grateful for opportunities like this. Yes. Well, we are so grateful that you are here this morning. Uh, Michelle, let people know again how they can get in touch with you. Yes. So um, if you're looking for my coaching packages and um, my services, I'm at um, newvibecoaching.com and you can also go to Real Talk with Michelle on Instagram and um, also I am at the same name on YouTube so you can watch the podcast if you prefer and those are really my offerings right now. I'm trying to keep it simple with that how to find me thing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, keep it simple. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for being here with us this morning. I enjoyed chatting with you as always. And yeah, let's all get a little more happiness in our life. Let's do it. <laughs> Thank you again to Michelle Piggies of New Vibe Coaching for joining us this morning. Michelle is a certified life coach specializing in happiness and fulfillment. And I think that really came through in our conversation today. Definitely so much for me to even think through. I know this is another show where I will have to go back and listen to the episode. And if you want to listen again, because I mean, Michelle dropped so many gems, go ahead and subscribe to Let's Grab Coffee in podcast format available wherever you stream podcasts for today's positive note I just want to remind you of something that Michelle said which is we are allowed to experience the things we like to do Whoo! I love that I mean just think about it how often do we deny ourselves the 
the things we like to do or deny ourselves enjoyment, deny ourselves happiness. But guess what? We are allowed to have some happiness. We are allowed to have some joy in our lives. Let's do it. I hope that you have an amazing day and I can't wait to be back with you next Monday here on WYXR 91.7 FM. This is Let's Grab Coffee.